Hey guys, Aaron here, and today on the show, I interview James Churches, the owner of Guilty Apparel. We talk all things snowboarding. We talk basically how Guilty came about. Yeah, just sit back, enjoy the show, have a fantastic day. See you guys. All right, that's recording. Quick word from the sponsors. FIFO, what really happens after the plane takes off, a hilarious novel about all the dodgy stuff that happens in the FIFO industry. And also now, FIFO number two, how a drug dealer became a FIFO worker. Both available at Aaron Weston author Instagram account or the Aaron White Show on TikTok. And for the kids, we got Money Machines Coloring In book. We have Australian Police Vehicles. We have Australian Firefighters, Australian Paramedics, Australian Defence Force Machines, Australian Surf Lifesavers, Money Machines Coloring In book. All available under Children's Books by Aaron White on Facebook. Grab yourself a copy and yeah, they're all awesome. All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Aaron White Show. Today, I have a fantastic guest, James Churches. James is the owner of Guilty Apparel. How you going, James? I'm good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. I like oh, doing it's... these. It's a cool way to meet people in uh, 2021. Oh, totally. Hey, today, I just want to hear your story, like how and where you grew up, any life-changing events, and how you end up doing what you're doing today. Start from the beginning? Yeah, go hard. We've got 40 minutes to play with. No worries. Um, I guess born and bred in Canberra, um, the Australian capital. I've uh, really, I mean, it's always been home to me. Um, sorry, I've got a dog that's annoying me at the moment. <laughs> um, I did live in the Batemans Bay area down the coast when I was younger for a little while. I actually grew up at Murramurang Resort. That's sort of my earliest first memories. Mum and dad, mum was a cleaner there and dad was the maintenance guy there. Um, but for some reason, when I was a kid, I liked the warm weather, but I hated the beach. I absolutely hated it. And now I love it and I live in Canberra. So that's absolutely killing me. Um, I can't wait. I wait to move back there, honestly. But um, Canberra Canberra's been pretty good to me as well. So um after living down the bay for a while came back to canberra i've done all my schooling here except for kindergarten so i came back to canberra in year one um school pretty standard up until sort of i guess you could say a part of the reason why guilty apparel is probably around year five um so i would have been like 10 years old i started really I think causing a ruckus um, <laughs> in the classroom and um, just generally causing trouble. Um, always getting into fights growing up. Um, I'm glad that habits left. And for some reason, I used to be really had a real aggressive way about living my life. Um, that's also gone. Um, you know, thanks to I guess reading reading a couple of books that sort of just made me think about where I was headed with that sort of attitude. Um, I can't even name the ones it was. It was just sort of, I was just trying to grow as a person as I got older and it just sort of fixed itself and I just became calmer. Um, but anyway, going through school was always sort of getting suspended. Um, I was expelled from Palmerston primary. Um, but yeah, just constantly getting into trouble. And then I guess when I was 16, nine months, 
um, when I first got my license. I absolutely, I sort of skateboarded as well throughout that period. Um, but when I turned 16, nine months, I knew I wanted to go snowboarding. And that was the first time because parents couldn't really afford it. And uh, I essentially quit school, spent all my money on snowboarding and traveled a fair bit of the world doing that. Um, and that was kind of my passion from, yeah, 17 till 24. Um, it's all I spent my money on. I've got, you know, no money from that time to essentially show for it. Uh, but a whole lot of memories. And it was pretty much in my last year of snowboarding. Like, and I was, I was, I knew I was never going to be a professional at it because I started too late, but I just wanted to see how good I could get. Um, I suppose and then once the, my last year of it I broke broke my collarbone right collarbone then I broke my right ankle uh, playing basketball not snowboarding then I broke my left no then I broke my left collarbone um, my first day back on the snow and that was sort of that sort of crushed it for me um I essentially developed the fear. It was, well, two things. Like I got the fear of like, I could feel that I was worried about trying new stuff. And I feel like when you're like that, it kind of takes the fun out of the sport. Um, you know, pre like when I broke the first collarbone, I was like, fuck, that sucks. That's all right. I'll get back to it in three months. Actually, I got back to it within six weeks. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the final straw for me. It sort of, you know, just didn't make me lose interest in it it just made me like a bit disappointed in the sport altogether um and then after that i went around doing a bunch of different sports um skydiving for one uh gymnastics for another and i ended up breaking my other leg at gymnastics of all things um and at that time as well my other issue was all the money i'd spent snowboarding and I was a tradie at the time. I was a carpenter. Um, I essentially had to use all of my money that I was supposed to save for super to live. And I didn't pay the tax man for two years. Um, so I ended up in a shitload of debt. Um, also, there was a app that me and some friends invested in to, you know, try get rich quick. I'll tell you what, it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, <laughs> And that sort of all piled up into this situation where I felt like if I get hurt again, I'm screwed. Um, and that's essentially when I just sort of stopped competing in a lot of sports, not even competing, just doing sports. It sort of just became, all right, well, I'll go to the gym to stay healthy. Um, and that's about it. But the problem with that, um, I guess I'd lost sort of the thing I was passionate about. And what I turned to was drugs and alcohol. And I, I would never say like I was a functioning, like I functioned fine. I still had a day job. I was still working every day. Um, but, you know, weekends just became about the bender, um, you know, go from Friday to Sunday or, you know, even if it's not all the way through, it was drink Friday, drink Saturday, have Sunday Arvo beers, um, you know, and just, it felt like from 24 to 26, my life kind of just disappeared. 
because you can't remember much when you're living like that. Um, and that's when I guess I was at the time as well in between that I quit being a carpenter um, and started managing a bar because I thought, well, if I'm going to party, I may as well work in the scene. <laughs> and it was a good time. I had a lot of fun, but then I sort of met my missus and realized I wanted to settle down um, in that sort of area, but I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So um, that's when the missus sort of said, well, what about guilty? She'd heard me talk about it. And she said, every time you talk about it, you know, there's, there's passion there. Like I can, I can see it. Um, and keep in mind, I had the reason she knew this is I had previously launched guilty uh, four years prior to the relaunch, I guess. So four years prior to meeting her um, and it kind of didn't go anywhere. I guess I thought running a clothing brand was as simple as buy some t-shirts, slap a logo on it and people will buy it. Um, and that's just not how it works. But when she sort of convinced me, or not convinced me, but talked to me about relaunching, I took that on board. And um, then the next day I got a Facebook notification saying four years ago, you launched Guilty Apparel Facebook page. I thought, well, that's weird. And then the day after that, I got a message off someone who was never a customer, who I didn't really know that well saying, you shouldn't have ever quit this. And that happened like three days in a row. And I kind of was like, that's a sign. And it was, yeah, the day after I started organizing samples again and decided, all right, I'm going to give this a real red hot crack. And the attitude was totally different. Um, you know, I, I hit, hit the ground running and I did learn some stuff from the first time that enabled me to, you know, quickly get my website up to date i knew how to sort of get samples and stuff and i already had all my logos made up um so i hit the ground running in that way but i sort of still didn't really know how to make sales and that but it was just a matter of having a different attitude and the amount of effort that went into it and still goes into it today i look back at four years ago now or five years ago now and I used to tell people, oh, I tried my best or I tried really hard. It just didn't work. And I look now and I'm like, fuck, you were so full of shit. You didn't do anything. Like I'm, I'm embarrassed that I used to say that to people. And now I know, like with what I do with it now, I know when I start feeling like it's a bit too routine, it means that I've accepted like, the routine of what has to be done it's time to add something else and like add to the habits that i've created kind of thing and that's kind of been what i've been doing for the last two years now not even two years yet since we've been running um but yeah it's been awesome and i found that passion like you know it was the thing i was missing from snowboarding it's all come back and it doesn't mean that every day is awesome um, that's for sure. I, I have some shocking days, <laughs> but it doesn't matter if you have the bad day. It's like, all right, well, what can we do tomorrow? And I know that with business, an injury is not going to stop me. Going bankrupt might, but if I break my arm, 
you know, my business can still run. I'll just need the missus to pack orders, <laughs> stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's essentially what's sort of gotten me to this point. I feel like I missed a bunch and I feel like I didn't miss a lot as well. It's hard when you got to explain from the beginning. Are you working as well now or are you doing guilty full-time? I am. I, I cannot wait to be doing guilty full-time. But I'm in, so this actually will fill in a bit of the story. It was when I met my missus managing a bar and when we, you know, we were seeing each other for six months before we started, like decided, okay, we want to really hang out. We really made like a logical choice. Um, I felt like when we decided to actually date each other, it wasn't about, you know, sex or what your feelings were it was are we actually compatible um and it turned out we really are that's awesome um but i knew i was like working in a bar scene she's a public servant how's this gonna work in a relationship and that's when so i started looking for a bar job uh, looking for a public service job and i'd missed you know i'd missed a lot of time with other friends outside of the bar scene purely because when you work in the bar you work Friday, Saturday night, so you don't get to hang out with your boys or anything like that, um, which is kind of the sad part of the industry. So who you work with becomes your mates. But then sort of you spend two years doing that, you come out of the bar scene and you still don't get to see your mates that much because they're all, you know, there's been a gap that's been built between you guys. But that's kind of been a good thing because all that time has just gone into guilty. Um, so yeah, now I'm working in the public service. Um, it was crazy how I got that job as well. I met a guy at the bar <laughs> who said, I'll, I'll get you an interview. And I thought he's full of shit. And three days later I had an interview and four days later I had a job in the public service. Um, but that was kind of came down to launching guilty apparel as well. I was coming home from the public service. You know, I was used to working hard for 50 hours a week plus at the bar or being a tradie um, and then the public service 37 and a half hours plenty of time kind of I was bored and I had all this energy I didn't know what to do with it um, and that's where guilty came in and it just filled that spot and I couldn't have imagined how much like it did sort of it became hard to balance everything else in life. It was like, okay, go to my job and then everything else is guilty. Um, and it did get a little rough for me and the missus at one point and not in a bad way. It was never bad, but it was like, she was like, you know, I, I pushed you into this, but now I feel like I'm being pushed out of your life. And I was, and it was hard like hearing that. I was like, man, I feel bad, but I found something that I want to do forever. Like guilty is not something I want to build and then sell. It's, you know, I figure I've probably got around 60 years left in me and that's all I want to do. Um, but, you know, you have those conversations and you try and balance it out. And now we're, we're a well-oiled machine between work, guilty and relationship. <laughs> so it sounds like a real passion project. Are you getting out there like taking photographs yourself of like different sporting people wearing your gear or what's your marketing tactics whatever it's it's been um the marketing tactics this is for anyone 
it doesn't matter if you're launching a brand podcast, if it involves social media, the thing I took on was Gary Vaynerchuk's $1.80 strategy. You heard of it? Yeah, but so, refresh me. Yeah, so it's basically, I've molded it a bit to suit me, but this is how I started. Once I found this, I started, and I've got I've made videos on this. I tell people this all the time, and I don't know if they just do it for you know a couple of days and don't see results. I've been doing this every day for almost two years, and we've gone from zero following to eighteen thousand as of today. Um, it it's been insane, but essentially it's a dollar eighty equals leaving your two cents on however many <laughs> i can't think of how many people it is 90 90 people yeah so commenting liking on 90 different people's pieces of content per day and i essentially started that by we got our first customer and then i went and done that to all their followers and then we got our second customer and i done it to all their followers and I just still, to this day, am constantly doing that. And I mean, we haven't even been running ads since the start of the new financial year. And we do over 10K a month. Um, and we don't run a single ad. That's in sales, not profit. We don't get any profit from this. It all goes straight back in because it's just about, I want to grow this into the global brand that it is. Um, but that's really been it. And that's has also been because COVID started two months after we launched. Like we launched, COVID started, and I had big plans to actually, you know, drive the car down to the skate park and sell shit out the back. And I even wanted to go door knocking at one stage. That was my plan. And um, yeah, then it all sort of got shut down and it was like, all right. So the $1.80 strategy although it's evolved a bit for me, um, it's kind of like the online version of going door to door. Yeah. But you can, you can better pick who's behind that door as well. Um, and, you know, someone who's not home or the door's locked or they don't answer is what you'd say is like a private account. So you can't really do anything, but people whose accounts are public, you know, you can see them, you can like a couple of photos and, if they're actually doing something you're interested in, like, you know, they got an awesome car or they actually skate or snowboard or, you know, tattoos or something I comment on, um, you know, you leave your two cents of opinion and it doesn't have to be much. Just, hey, that looks dope, man. And that's it. And if they follow you back, you've got a potential customer. And if they don't, you just keep going. That's a pretty good strategy. Are you, are you still doing any sports now? I'm not doing anything at the moment. Um, and it's kind of every now and then I'll go for a skate, but it's nothing like usually I'll just cruise around on my longboard. Every now and then, like I try to get out there and get back to doing some tricks. And I'm like, man, I've lost it. Um, but then I'll like roll my ankle a little bit or something. I'm like, oh, that's why I stopped. Um, which happens all the time in skating. I mean, <laughs> if a skater isn't banged up in some sort of way, you know, it's, they just always are it's part of the life. Um, 
But really for me at the moment, it's just the gym to stay healthy. Um, and the only other thing I've been considering is I'd love to get back into martial arts. Used to do that growing up. Um, used to do kickboxing, but I'd love to get back into doing a bit of bit of a mix like kickboxing, boxing, BJJ. Um, but it's just finding the time. It really is finding the time. Um, you know, the day job is pretty chilled, but I find that every every other moment I fill up with something I can do with guilty. Um, I guess I do surf, um, but I haven't been surfing since lockdown started. And that that is driving me mental because I fell in love with surfing only sort of when I launched Guilty. I'd always sort of not liked surfing because I thought it was too hard, but I met a couple of mates who were getting into it and I jumped in with them and I turns out surfing is fucking awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask if you had, like, withdrawals and stuff, because I, like, sold my motorbike uh, what, years ago when I first got kids. Now I'm, like, just looking at the motorbikes go past, and you're like, God, like, I want one back, like, wanting, yeah, it's withdrawals, really. Yeah. I, I have had withdrawals from snowboarding since that day I broke my collarbone. I've never been back. Yeah. I picked up my board and I drove from Gindervine back to Canberra with my broken collarbone. I called mum on the way home. I said, oh, I've broken my collarbone. She goes, are you sure? I said, oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's sticking out. Like it wasn't out of the skin, but it was up here. And um, she goes, are you sure you should be driving? I said, well, it's not hurting that bad. And I used to always carry um, oxys or whatever the strong drugs they give you at the hospital are. They give you a prescription, but after I got surgery, I would try to get off them as soon as possible. So I always had leftovers. So I used to just carry them around. I was like, if I ever get hurt, I've got pain relief. And um, yeah, I drove back from the snow and that's it. I, I never went back. It was kind of the thing that broke my heart. And um, I'm considering going back soon now because I'm like, I, I would have lost the skill i I don't think the jumps and the rails are going to be what I'm going to do. It'd just be more for a ride. But um, surfing brought that back. And it was fun with surfing too because I'd never done it. When you start as a beginner, you tend not to get, like, you eat shit, but you don't get hurt because it's not like you're out there catching, like, 10 foot of waves or anything. So, like, you know, you might get dunked, but it's like, a two, three-foot wave. It's nothing big. Um, so, yeah, I fell back in love with that. But it's still... And, like, even skydiving, I thought, for sure, I'll fall in love with this. But i done 30 jumps skydiving on my own. And by the 30th one, I was like, this is... It's not that fun. Really? <laughs> yeah, the, like, it is exciting. Like, don't get me wrong, it is exciting. But it's kind of... And as you get better, you can get a smaller parachute and stuff like that, which makes it all more complicated. But I was like, yeah, once you fall out of a plane like 20 times, it's the same. Yeah. Like I just didn't, there was no, I couldn't see the progress. And I know there's progress. If there's any skydivers watching this, I know about swooping and (laughs) like there's, there's crazy shit that I've seen skydivers do. But at the same time, I saw guys do that in person. 
And I was like, I see the risk in that and see why it would be fun. But it's not for me kind of thing. And so, but with surfing, it's like, yeah, every day you get out there and, you know, if you get a new turn or you ride that long wave, like you kind of got to work, work at it. And that's what I love. And I don't think it'll ever replace snowboarding for me. Um, I've never been as passionate about snowboarding as I was about probably anything other than guilty now. Um, but it's good to have that passion. I think it's important to have that passion in something you do. How close did you get to being pro? How'd you go with snowboarding? I was just in the year when I quit, I was starting to get sponsorship offers. I never signed with anyone and they weren't big companies. It was like small companies willing to send us a free pair of gloves or something like that. Um, but I really did feel like if I had have stayed committed, I think I was going to start getting more opportunities. Um, like I was, I was a fairly decent rider. Um, I have my latest, like my latest, oh, not the latest, but my most recent edit is up on YouTube. And I still look back on that sometimes. I'm like, man, if I had have stuck with it, like I could have been, you know, just living that lifestyle. You get free gear, you sort of, you don't make much money, you live off shit food, but it's definitely a good time. Um, but I look at my mate, Bo, who I used to ride with before I stopped. He's now sort of, and he was always better than me. And he's, he is now absolutely slaying it. Like he's got multiple sponsors now and stuff, but he's still got to work a job. You still got to pay to live that lifestyle. Um, so yeah, I think, I think I would have got there, but you know what? I didn't, I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. Hey, where did guilty come from the name? So that, that's probably the most important part of the story that I, I um, somehow skipped over. And I can't tell the full story. Um, and it's not that I don't want to, it's that I'm, I'm waiting to tell the full story for the day that it becomes my full-time job um, on probably on my own podcast. Um, and then any podcast I'm on after that full story will be involved. But um, essentially I was out on a night on the town and um, I got caught with a, a lot of illegal substances, essentially. Um, spent the night in lockup and when I was arrested, I was off my face, absolutely. Um, and I was in the cell just smacking my head against the wall, like pretty hard. <laughs> I, was, I was not in a good way. I was like, you know, this is it. At the time, I was still snowboarding. Um, let's be honest, it kind of helped pay for my snowboarding trips. But <laughs> I was like, this, this is it. Um, you know, with a drug charge, I'm not going to America. I'm not going to Canada. Um, travel's going to become hard. And the biggest thing I was thinking about was mum's going to fucking kill me. Um, you know, I was still living at home with her and I was like, she's not going to like this at all. Um, but while I was sort of in there yelling, screaming, carrying on like an idiot, hitting my head against the wall, I thought, you know, it's a great name for a clothing brand. 
is guilty apparel. And when I thought that, it was like just in that moment, everything changed. I was just like, I calmed down and I was kind of like, holy fuck, that's, that's something I could really get around. Not just because this event, because of this event, but because of me growing up, always being in trouble. I was kind of the kid who, you know, you'd have five blokes who do something that's, you know, naughty or would get you in trouble. And I was always the one who'd get caught. Um, that was me, you know, your five mates do something and they're like, everyone gets off scot-free, James, you're done. <laughs> it was always like that. And um, yeah, I was, it was sort of the next day I started working on it. I was like, this, this has some meaning to me for sure. And because of like growing up skating and then being so heavily involved in the snowboarding scene, like I loved, I had a love and affiliation for certain brands. Um, for me, the biggest one was DC. If DC had a product, I wanted it. Didn't matter if I liked the look or not. And I just thought that's the kind of thing I'd love to create something that, you know, like when I walked past the store, oh, i got to go check if there's anything in there that has DC on it. Like I didn't look for anything else. I just looked for that DC logo. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to create, I guess. And it's a way too, I should say, of me being involved in the industries I love. Like I always... The lifestyle idea of, you know, when you just cruise around the world snowboarding or surfing or skating um, is all well and good. But I also really don't want to be struggling in life. And so it's kind of like, well, how can I get into an industry I love but be a part of it in a way that is also going to like Give me a job I'm passionate about, number one, because I hate working for other people. It's just not, it just drives me mental, but as well affords me to live like a lifestyle that's above average. Um, I really want that. I want the nice cars. I want the nice bike. I don't want to have to choose like, you know, right now, I don't even own a car um, because every dollar I've got goes into guilty sort of thing. But it's like, I want to have those options where I'm not thinking about money as much. And if you also run a clothing business in those um, sort of areas you enjoy, like motocross and snowboarding and stuff, it means that a part of your job is attending those events, which is awesome. Like, I'd love to do that. Uh, all sounds pretty awesome. Hey, I want to jump back to the not paying your super for ages. Did you end up getting any fines or what? What anything happened out of that? No. So I ended up having to go on a payment plan with the tax man. Um, I am fully debt free right now. As of about a year ago, I essentially was, and I know it's not much if you consider when people have houses and stuff, but I feel like a house is a positive debt. I was essentially 70 grand in debt and I had nothing. Like there was nothing to show for that except some photos and videos on Facebook. 
Um, but essentially I just had to call the tax man. I went on a payment plan and I went on the smallest one possible. It's 50 bucks a week. Um, but then I also read the barefoot investor. That book absolutely changed my life. Um, paid off all my debts using the, the theories or the um, things in that book. Um, but as for the super, there's no fines or anything like that for using it. It's essentially because you're a tradie, you're meant to pay your own super. But if you don't, it's your loss. Yeah. It's like if you're not looking out for your future, that's your own problem. Um, which I agree with. And I, I don't, I also don't regret that I used a lot of my super money for travel. Um, it's what I wanted to do. And I look back on it now and I think, and what if I, what if I had have saved that? Or what if I, you know, if I had have saved that and I stayed in Canberra and just kept working, but I think then the drugs and the alcohol thing would have been used way more. It's like, what are the pros and cons? Um, and I think having all those memories of snowboarding and traveling the world, it's awesome to have them. Are you fully clean now? Like no drugs and alcohol or you have occasional beer or? Occasional beer, occasional drugs. I'm not against them at all. Yeah. Um, you know, they can help people have a good time. Like everything, moderation. Yeah. Uh, I've done this year, I've done a challenge called 75 hard. So I went 75 days without food um, was one of the parts of that challenge. And I had never gone more than a week without a beer prior to that, I don't reckon. Um, and maybe not even just a beer, a week without getting proper drunk. I find it real hard to have, if I have three beers, it's on. <laughs> There's yeah. no stopping after that. If I can have one, one or two and stop. But yeah, if you take me past three, it's, it's on for young and old. <laughs> yeah. So that 75 hard, that's that Andy Fasella thing. Suppose yeah. You have to work out twice a day or something as well, don't you? Yep. How'd There's you go? A, it's work, work out twice a day. Uh, one has to be outdoors. Uh, both sessions, 45 minutes. Uh, number two is drink four litres of water a day. Yeah. Number three is follow a diet. Uh, number four no cheat meals, no alcohol, no drugs. Um, it doesn't say that, but, you know, use your head. <laughs> um, number five is take a progress picture every day. And six is read 10 pages of a book a day. So <laughs> it, it was that challenge. I was, I was kind of having a bit of a hard time. Um, with life before that challenge i was sort of i felt stuck in a rut with guilty it was growing but i felt like i was like i think there's more that i can be doing but i don't know what to do um so that's why i took on the challenge i thought well if i don't know what to do in my business maybe instead i can just challenge myself and it made a huge difference in difference in my business because what I knew in the back of my head, but I probably didn't admit out loud, is that I was taking weekends off. 
Saturday and Sunday, I wasn't working on my business at all. And then, you know, Monday was a lackluster effort and probably Friday was too. Um, so it was kind of like I had two extra days in my week and it was in the first two weeks of doing 75 hard, my business grew. Um, I absolutely loved it. I'm already thinking about next year at some point, I'll probably do it again, like a refresher. Um, but it's definitely not easy. I definitely, there was days, you know, where I was going for a run at 11.30 at night. Um, that didn't happen often because you realize very quickly you create a schedule. Because once you've got a schedule, as long as you stick to that, you're pretty sweet. But, you know, sometimes things come up and there was, yeah, one day for me, I can't remember what came up and then yeah, it was 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, fuck, I've got to go for a run. <laughs> But yeah, I've done it and um, yeah, it was awesome. It was really awesome. Oh, good stuff. Hey, we've hit our 40-minute mark. Um, where can people find your Guilty Apparel? Best place to check us out is on Instagram. That is essentially where I focus all my time. So at Guilty X Apparel. Um, from there, if you want to check us out on any other socials, personal, YouTube, whatever, it can all be found there. Um, and I guess since this is a podcast, I should mention that myself and the missus have a weekly podcast too called the Put Your Phone Down podcast. Um, it's it's not business related, although we talk about business. We kind of just sit down and talk about whatever we want. Um, you know, today, just before I jumped on here, we had an argument about COVID on there. So <laughs> that's kind of what we do. We put our phones down once a week and for half an hour, we just have a chat. Is that on YouTube or is that only audio? We're not we're not doing video yet, so you'll only find that on Spotify. Oh, sounds pretty cool. I didn't even know you did that one. Yeah, it's only recent. Well, we started it a little bit back, but recently we've made it a priority. Like, no matter what, we're doing this once a week. Oh, good stuff. Oh, I just want to say a massive thank you to Cameron on the show. Did you enjoy yourself? I did, man. I love doing these. I appreciate you reaching out and I think podcasts are just such a great way to get to know people. And it's weird. Like you don't have conversations with strangers like this anymore. Like it's so rare, but you say, Hey, I've got a podcast. Do you want to chat? Boom. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool that you, you realize that you haven't lost the art of having a conversation. Um, Cause I feel like that's slowly dwindling in our day-to-day -day life, which is a bit sad. Yeah, uh, totally. All right, I better wrap it up. Well, yeah, well, that's a wrap. I'd like to thank James again for coming to the show. And I'd like to thank you, the listener watcher, for watching, watching, watching or listening. <laughs> Please tell a friend about the podcast and have a fantastic day. All right, bye. <laughs>